Hello, everyone, and welcome to Nice to Meet You. This is your host, Simone, and this is a podcast of conversations with friends and strangers where we talk about life and lessons learned along the way. Today, we have with us JC. And JC, if you could introduce yourself and tell everybody how we met. Hi, my name is JC Miller, and I met um, Simone through a mutual friend, uh, Phoenix Williams. Um, and this is our first actual conversation, but um, I already know great things about you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Where are you from? I am from the Bronx, New York, and I'm living out here in the mountains of Pennsylvania. Um, we freeze during the winter and the summers are beautiful. How was the change from like New York to Pennsylvania? Oh my goodness. I have deers in my backyard and they're eating grass. <laughs> and in the in the Bronx where I'm from, uh, there will be pit bulls most, <laughs> most likely. <laughs> but um it's a huge change, but um it's wonderful. Um it's peaceful here and um lots of moments to write and think. Mm -hmm. Do you miss New York? I do. <laughs> <laughs> You, you and, say, and seeing all of that, I, I miss New York. I love the city. I love the fast pace of the city. I love the different people. Um, I do love the peace and serenity of the mountains of the Poconos, but there's nothing like the city and you cannot take it out of the city girl. <laughs> How often do you visit? Uh, not as much as I should. Um, uh, I would say maybe twice a month. Um, a yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we live 90 minutes away um, from Manhattan. Mm -hmm. But, um, and, you know, when this, I have kids, so they're in school a lot. And then we have work here. So it's not as much as I would like to, but mm -hmm. I try to squeeze it in. What do you miss most about New York? Uh, the culture. Mm -hmm. I miss it. The culture. I miss the theater. I miss, I miss plays. I miss the people and how colorful they are. And you know, um, I would, yeah. PA is, you know, the people are nice. <laughs> they're nice. They're nice here, and it's it's beautiful. I love it. But um, they need to bring more culture <laughs> to to the Poconos. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, what do you find interesting? Um, what do I find interesting about Pennsylvania? About just in general, I guess. It's a very like broad question just to okay. come to your <laughs> <point> first. <laughs> okay. I what I find interesting is music. I love music. I love arts. I love writing. <laughs> I love baking. I'm a baker by trade. Okay. And um I get um besides writing. I love to bake to put me at ease and to, um, you know, just to kind of zone out from the world. I'll bake a chocolate cake. Okay. That's what I do with cooking. I can't bake because I can't follow instructions. <laughs> See, I would rather follow instructions than, than, than to just do anything else. I, I mean, I love cooking. I love cooking as well. I love feeding people and entertaining. That's probably what it is. Mm -hmm. But, um, with baking, you know, you follow the instructions. You don't have to think hard about it. You just do it. With cooking, you kind of, you know, 
have to put some thought into some of the things that you add in. Yeah. Baking. Yes. I, I wish I could bake, honestly, because, like, you can show up to a party with cupcakes. You can't show up to a party with, like, chicken thighs, you know? <laughs> you can. <laughs> you can make some bomb chicken thighs, but the cupcakes really go over well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How did you get into writing? Oh, my goodness. I got into writing. I'm, I I guess as a child, I... um. I was a storyteller at nighttime. Um, I have uh, a younger brother and we shared a bedroom and he was afraid of the dark. So I started telling him stories <laughs> at night. So and um, yeah, I started telling him stories and he absolutely loved them. And I, I lost myself in telling them. I would just create characters and I would just go on and on and on. And then the next day we draw them and we just had a, a lot of fun with it. And, and then in school, I discovered a creative writing. Uh, my teacher entered me into a writing uh, contest and I actually won. And the story was on Harriet Tubman. So um, from there, I'm like, wait a minute. I have something to say and people want to hear me. <laughs> so I just started writing from there and I continued going through um, writing programs throughout school. Okay. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite story that you've ever written? This one. <laughs> <laughs> this current story is my favorite thus far. Um, uh, I'm thinking now or, I, I really, I, I believe so. This is my favorite story thus far that I have written because I put a lot into the characters and um, the story means a lot to me being uh, that I wrote it while caring for my mother um, who was ill and it just was like an escape for me. Uh, so I went into this world with Rahab um, in the story. So. Mm -hmm. Can you give a little bit more background about like the story? Sure. Um, the series, it's a series. Mm -hmm. um, the series I Am Rahab, a novel is about a young woman um, who was forced by circumstances to right the wrongs of her dysfunctional family and uh, who ultimately must decide either to continue to dance with the devil or to step out on faith with the unknown. So um, it's, it's, it's a great story and it, it has a biblical background. Um, it's about uh, an unsung biblical character, Rahab the harlot. And I just wanted to understand that character a little bit more. And I had so many questions about her and the, the, time the era that she was in and how she became a harlot and the family that she loves so I kind of answered some of my own questions by recreating this story and modernizing it bringing it into a 80s and 90s era mm -hmm. and I set um her the city that she was from the city of Jericho uh I recreated it in the South Bronx oh that's awesome yeah <laughs> yeah so have you always been religious? Uh, no. <laughs> no. Uh, no and yes. No and yes. Um, I was brought up in the church. Mm -hmm. um, I was 
uh, like my pastor says, I was drugged to church <laughs> as a um, child. My mother just dragged me in every Sunday. And I, I remember those days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so that was the, and then in growing up, I guess it kind of stuck with me. Um, and then later on in life, I just kind of started going back and, and, and diving further into it. Um, so that was, yeah, yes and no. But, uh, <laughs> so in like, in that in-between period, like what was happening? It was like, cause like for me, so, um, I was like basically drug dragged. I don't know how do you say it. <laughs> I was drugged too. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, to church. Um, basically until the end of high school and then in college, because I wasn't like as close to home, um, I didn't have to go to church anymore. And then after that, I kind of just like took my space and like, kind of like tried to figure out life on my own. Was that like the same experience that you had or was it different for you? Yes, it, it pretty much, it pretty much was that pretty much after high school, I started to do my own thing. Like you said, um, uh, I went to the left, to the left. <laughs> I got pregnant. I had my son. I worked, I went to school. Um, uh, different things happened in my life, um, to the point where I was, I guess, lost, <laughs> you could say, but, um, I always had a relationship, um, with God in prayer. So, um, after nine 11, um, I kind of made a promise with God that I didn't know what was happening at the time. I lived in, in New York um, during 9-11. Oh. And I just knew that the world was ending. Something was happening. <laughs> we were in war. I just made a promise of God if we all made it through that I would go start going back to church. Mm -hmm. And that's how it, it actually happened. Mm -hmm. I started going back to church. And my then boyfriend, who is my now husband, <laughs> he... Um, we went through this, this whole transition and he lost his brother in 9-11. So we oh, both started that. going back to church. Yeah. We both started to attend the church together. Mm -hmm. Was his yeah. brother a first responder or was he just like in the impact area? Was, yeah. He was actually in the building. Um, I think on the 98th floor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, yeah he was, um, she had a, she had a coworker that was like, they were on a call with him like during that time and like the phone just cut out and that was the last time that they heard oh my goodness oh that must have been horrible yeah yeah it was a horrible and scary time um but very eye-opening as well mm -hmm. yeah yeah what was it like going back to church for the first time it was like a family reunion. <laughs> it was like a family reunion. We, we um, I went back to my childhood church and I brought my then boyfriend, now husband, <laughs> to the church with me. And turned out that um, the pastor of our church used to um, attend my husband's church when he was younger. Oh, wow. So, yeah. <laughs> so it's like I brought everyone together. You know? <laughs> and, um, you know, during the time that it was with 9-11, everyone was uh, so very loving and they just took us in and um, 
it it just became like back to family, like a, a family reunion. That's how it was. And that's one of the things I miss um, about New York, too. Although I love my church here in Pennsylvania, I do miss uh, the Friendly Baptist Church in mm-hmm. Fox. <laughs> yeah. How many hours was that service? Now, you know, I said that. <laughs> <laughs> You already know. <laughs> That's why you asked. <laughs> oh, we was looking at <laughs> anywhere between two to five hours on a Sunday. You know, asking you know, like, was it light when you guys came out? <laughs> <laughs> it was turning dark when we turned when we went back home to Queens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it was great. I loved it. We we attended Bible study and then the the regular service, and then we had a visiting church. You know, and we had to eat in between. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I loved every minute of it um, in in my spiritual growth. So I wouldn't trade it. My kids, on the other hand, um, they're being drugged to church. They drugged. <laughs> they were drugged to church. That's right. <laughs> So what's your ideal Saturday night? Wow. My ideal Saturday night is to curl up in my big fluffy white bed (laughs) with Netflix or some sort of movie or book and just just block everything and everybody out and and get rest. (laughs) That's as boring as it is, but <laughs> it's true. Um, there are no more parties and stuff like that. So, yes. Honestly, you would be surprised. Um, so I'm 25, and right. a lot of my friends have that same exact <laughs> ideal Saturday night. <laughs> so it, it is. It's ideal. <laughs> yeah. So That's when the perks of Pennsylvania kick in. Right, yeah. The quiet. <laughs> What Netflix series are you keeping up with right now? Okay. Well, I try not to do too many series because they keep me up. (laughs) (laughs) And I have to be up early. So, Mm -hmm. but I I try to do like little miniature ones. I just saw um what it when they see us. Oh god. Yes. Oh my goodness. (laughs) That that was my last. That my last series I watched, and it was oh my goodness! How did it was you heart about it? it was heart wrenching. Um, I remember the era, the the news. So, you know, it was um, it was sad. It, it was eye waking, awakening. It was, it was, it was relevant. It was just, it was a lot of. I had to turn it off a few times yeah. um, to even get through it, but um. It was a great, it was really great. And I believe so very important. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know if you know much about like Zodiac signs, but I'm a Pisces and Uh they say that Pisces are very emotional. So I've just been like taking my time, like watching (laughs) that because I just know like, yeah, (laughs) you were were in New York at that time. Yes. I was was actually in high school um, during that that era. So I, I remember the whole wilding out uh, business <laughs> and everything. But, um, and I remember the story and how outraged everyone was, but I didn't really follow it. 
um, follow the story. So it was very, it was, it was just, it was hard to watch. It was really hard to watch what they did to those young men. And even now, uh, watching the, the follow-up of who they are today, um, it just breaks my heart. And um, I, I had to keep them in prayer as well. Yeah. 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 Um, so I've been watching um, comedians in the car getting coffee. I'm not sure if you've heard of that, but that's like the Jerry Seinfeld. It's, it's literally the name of it. It's not just like a description. Really? <laughs> um, so Comedians and the car getting coffee. Yeah. I think it's like, it's something, it's something that's maybe not that exact title, but it definitely says comedians car getting coffee, but it's by <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld. And it's kind of, kind of like my podcast where it's like, you just kind of sit down with someone and have conversation. Right. Are they in the car? Yeah, they they um he like rents out like really nice cars and then like they're like vintage like nineteen something something years old and then that's different. I'm sorry, I said that's different. <laughs> it's pretty cool and like their episodes are really short, so it's like you don't get too wrapped up in it. Like some episodes will be like thirteen minutes and like right, yeah, and they're funny. Yeah, <laughs> I have to check it out. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a favorite book that you haven't written <laughs> <laughs> um my favorite book is a toss-up between <laughs> the color purple and i know why the cage bird sings okay yeah I, those are my my favorite books um, don't take away my black card, but I have not read either book. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I had so much respect and hope for you. <laughs> You're going to have to read those books. You're okay. going to have. And you know what? I don't, you probably, my kids would probably say the same thing. I am 47. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I, they would probably say the same thing. What are your Because um, they don't, I feel like they don't um, push those books on us. If you understand what I'm saying, like in like middle school and high school, like they push other books on us. How did you read those books? Was it like. I read The Color Purple being um, Oprah Winfrey okay. had started her show nationally. And um, it was, uh, the movie was just coming out mm -hmm. at the time. So I read the book after the movie. And um, I know why the caged birds sing. I don't know how I picked up that book, but I'm glad I did. <laughs> like, I love Maya Angelou. Mm -hmm. um, that's probably why I picked up the book. Um, but it's, it's, it's really something. Her story is just awesome. And she, her writing was just, you can feel it. You can taste it. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> you can see it. And that's kind of how I, I, I started with my writing. Just um, I wanted to make the, char the characters um, realistic and the moments and the scenery. And like you've been there, you could see it. Um, so I, I guess I kind of um, model my writing after her. Mm -hmm. I've always loved that title. It's just very... Um... I feel like you can even like 
feel the title, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, yeah. Even without like, I don't know, it's like, I guess a short poem or something, you know? Right. Exactly. Yeah. I think I remember seeing the title first and just went like, well, why does it sing? And, and <laughs> read the book <laughs> to figure it out. And then I'm still, I was still trying to answer it like, well, she never really said she knew why the cage bird sings. <laughs> but um, as I grew up, I, I, as I grew up, I appreciated it uh, more and understood it more. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a cage bird? Do you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> it's a cuckoo clock, and every it's my mother's clock, and every hour a different bird. <laughs> that is that is that is not a coincidence. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it, but perfect timing. Right. <laughs> More than perfect. Um, so how do you like what do you think is like the biggest like part of like making a character or like well I guess let's let's just start with making a character seem realistic. Like, how do you get people to, like, you know, like, oh, this is, like, you know, like, I this is my friend, you know? Right. I think I I um, use characteristics of people that I know. Mm -hmm. So um, it makes it easier for me to write the character if I can see them in my head and um, kind of know who they are. So um, they're not necessarily the person that I know, but I kind of pick up some of their traits, um, sometimes from multiple people <laughs> that I know. But um, yeah, yeah, it helps me if I, I can see the character in my mind. Mm -hmm. Has anybody ever like, this, this has like a negative connotation, but like called you out on like, oh, that character sounds a lot like me. No. Nope. Well, this is my first novel. Okay. So <laughs> no, but um, yeah, like I said, I, I kind of use multiple um char characters. So it's not one particular person. Um more than it's a whole lot of people. <laughs> like it's multiple people. Um yeah, like um I'll have a grandmother character and I'll use, I have two, had two grandmothers. So mm -hmm. I'll use a little of that grandmother, a little of this one, mm -hmm. you know, it depends on what, what, um, what I'm speaking of. Mm -hmm. Have you ever modeled a character about like, but of yourself? That's what I'm trying to say. Have you ever modeled a character of yourself? No, <laughs> no. I am the, I'm boring. So all of my characters are little, little parts of who I want to be. <laughs> what kind of, I'm, what kind of traits do your um, characters have? Like what, what do you want to embody about your characters? Um, courageousness. They are um, very strong minded um, women. And whereas I'm kind of um, shy. <laughs> soft-spoken and they're very verbal and um uh gifted in different ways and dancing and singing those things that I want to do you know yeah <laughs> never <Yeah>. too late <laughs> <laughs> right yeah <laughs> give it a try <laughs> yeah.
when did you decide to write your first novel? Um, it must have been five years ago. Now I'm gonna say, um, like I said, um, my mother had took ill, and um, I just started um, traveling back to New York. She was still in New York um, during the weekends, and then it turned to um, the summers, and then holidays, and then finally she came to live with us. And um, I wrote this book in the whole five years of caring for her. Um, I was writing it as a form of escape, but I picked up the writing uh, again because a friend of mine had asked me a very important question. Um, he asked me, what is it that I see myself doing? What is it that I want to do in life? He said, because I know that there's something you're destined to do. What is it? And at the time I told him, I want to open a bakery, which I do. I still do. <laughs> but when I said it, I knew it was wrong. <laughs> I knew it was wrong. And he said, um, after I said it, he said, um, I see you writing a book. There's a book in you. And when he said it, I'm like, I know, but baking is so much easier <laughs> because you bake the cake, you see it right away, you know how it tastes. If it doesn't taste good, you could just bake another one, you know, and writing is very, is more detailed and it's, it's more heartfelt. You have to put a lot into it. And then there's a, there's always people not liking it, <laughs> you know, and, um, you know, so I, I I, I kind of shied away from it. But when he said that, um, I said, there is a book in me. And I just, during that period of caring for her, picked up the old pen and paper again. And I started writing, I am rehab, a novel for five years. And who knew I was writing a series? <laughs> <laughs> so did he know that you were a writer before? Like, how did he just pick that up I don't know I don't I don't know how he picked that up um and I know I guess he prophesied over me <laughs> I don't know how he picked yeah. that up but he said there's a book in me and I believe there's a book in all of us mm -hmm. we all have our stories but um at that time this one needed to come out mm -hmm. I guess it's like that clock that just rang at the right time <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Have you ever thought about writing in different ways, like instead of a novel, like maybe poetry or songs or anything like that? Um, I believe I started out writing poetry. Mm -hmm. um, well, no, that's not true. I, I enjoy writing poetry. Um, um, I wish I could write a song. <laughs> I've always wanted to write music and sing. And for some reason, I cannot write a song to save my life. Um, maybe I'm just looking at it the wrong, the wrong way, but I do enjoy writing poetry because it doesn't have to make sense. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the way my mind kind of works. Mm -hmm. It doesn't always make sense. So um, my writing is um, sometimes a mishmash of a whole bunch of different thoughts. Um, but 
um, had, had a wonderful editor um, and her name was um, Tia Marshall and she helped me bring uh, my thoughts all together so that it makes sense for everyone else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So a moment of vulnerability. <laughs> the worst poem that you've ever written? Ooh, what was the worst poem that I, I'm sure there were plenty of them. <laughs> I'm sure that there was, I think I wrote a poem about looking out the window at one time. <laughs> this is when I was younger and um, I was just looking out the window in the South Bronx. And I think I just wrote a poem about what I saw. Um, it probably wasn't very good. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I can't remember the, I cannot remember it right now to save mm -hmm. my life, okay. <laughs> but I still have it it's upstairs <laughs> in my bin. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I used to write poems when I was younger, <laughs> back in like fifth and sixth grade. Yeah. Like, like, I guess I would, I would call it like Dr. Seuss style poems because I don't really know like the technical term for them, but you know, like right. the second and fourth line rhyme, the first and third line rhyme. Right, right. Like yeah. in sixth grade, like trying to write about love, which I had never experienced. Experience, right. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was your it was who you are at the moment. So it's poetry. <laughs> so if you don't mind me asking, just because you're married, I've never asked this on the podcast before, but how did your husband propose? Wow. My husband proposed to me on New Year's Eve. He um, he wanted to do something romantic and spiritual, but it didn't work out that way because I had family visiting and I was being um, I wasn't cooperating with his plan. I didn't know what he was doing, but um, he, <laughs> he wanted to take me to our church in the Bronx. At the time we lived in, I lived in Queens and he wanted to take me to the church and propose to me at, at the new year's service. But um, I think we had some family visiting. Well, I had family visiting and I did not want to leave the house. Well, he didn't know that I don't, I don't really leave the house on New Year's Eve. I like to stay home. I don't want to be with a whole bunch of people, even if it's church. <laughs> like I just want to be at home with my family. So he, instead, he, um, he had me get in the car, drive me around the corner to a church <laughs> and in front of a church, we parked and he asked me, <laughs> he asked me to marry him. So, and then I said, um, let me think about it. <laughs> Wait, really? Yes. <laughs> uh, I was like, oh, is this too soon? Well, because we had both um, been married before. I, I got married um, um, with my my son's um, father right out of high school. Oh. And um, and I'm like, God, I don't know if I want to do this again. And he was married before as well. So I had to think about it. <laughs> I did choose yes, though. So. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm kind of the same way as you, where it's like, if he planned a proposal, I just feel like, nah, I don't feel like doing that today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it didn't work out like the movies. <laughs> I would say, that, like, if I ever do get married, I want it to be, like, a surprise wedding. Instead wow. of 
proposal because I feel like if I'm like in a relationship that I know that I want to be with you. So <laughs> just surprise like, me with the wedding already. Right. Like I'm like, why do we need <laughs> to have like a whole like engagement? Like if you want to marry me, marry me, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that you could be on to something there. <laughs> so what's your dream job? My dream job is to own that bakery. <laughs> I want to own the, I want to be, I don't, well, I love baking, but I don't want to be the baker. Mm -hmm. I want to make the decisions on on the baked goods, but I would rather just own the bakery like a cafe, sit down, tea, coffee, a little book nook, and um, these wonderful mouth, melt in your mouth desserts, <laughs> you know, that people are raving about and you know, that it has different chains and locations that, that would be my, my dream job. What would be the star dish of your bakery? Like the thing that people keep coming back for? Oh, they have to keep coming back for that red velvet cake. <laughs> yes. The red velvet cake and the Matilda chocolate cake. That is what they're going to come back for. <laughs> chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my family loves during the holidays. So mm. those are going to be the ones. <laughs> what does self-care mean to you? Wow. What does self-care mean to me? I just did a little live video stream on self-care not too long ago. <laughs> I did. And self-care means to me taking time for yourself um, and taking care of yourself, which is some of the things that as I get older, I'm learning to, I'm trying to do better for myself, including drinking water, getting rest, stilling moments, mm -hmm. um, skin care, exercise, you know, all of these different things. Because um, as a mom and a wife, you sometimes neglect yourself. So I'm sitting here now with my feet up. Because... <laughs> I've been unpacking um, from traveling last week and cleaning our house and all of these different things. And this is my first time I'm really just sitting down and I have to learn how to do that. Sit down more, even when cooking, sometimes sit and chop vegetables or sit and wash dishes <laughs> because <laughs> I never sit. But um, yeah, that self-care, just taking time for yourself. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite way to like self-care? Recently, um, the spa. <laughs> Recently, um, a friend in, a friend of mine um, introduced me to her little spa routine. So we've been going to uh, what do you call that room? Uh, like a steam room or something? Or uh, yeah, <laughs> and we and at first I'm like. Whoa. I'm dying in this room. It's just so hot and I'm claustrophobic. I'm like, can you crack the door? <laughs> you know, but she, she said, put your mind at ease. Just sit back and relax. And before you knew it, I was actually enjoying being stuck in a hot room. <laughs> but, I, it, you know, it really turned out to just be um, purifying. And um, it rids your bodies of, of, of toxins and you know, it turned out, and then my skin was glowing <laughs> when I came out. I'm like, oh, like I found the fountain of youth or something, but it really is good. <laughs>
it, it's good. She sits in there and she rubs on um, sea salts. And when we come out, we're all like exfoliated. And then we do the jacuzzi and it, it's really nice. It's mm-hmm. nice. How yes. often do you get to do that? Once a month. I'm, oh. I'm trying to do it more. Yeah. <laughs> I need more of it. Honestly, but right now, I've been thinking about once a month. Mm-hmm. I've never We're missed, over so. right now. Huh? I'm sorry. I said we're overdue right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need to get on that wave. Yeah, but you should. You it's should. I think, right? Say it again. It's expensive. Well, sh- this is um sh- a timeshare. Um, so we just really go and use the amenities, not really go to a oh. you know a spa spa, but to use the amenities. Yeah. And what a thought. Yeah. <laughs> so, if you own time sharing somewhere, use those amenities. Yeah, that's smart. Okay. <laughs> Taking <laughs> notes. <laughs> I take note. <laughs> trying to tell you. <laughs> what do you think is the hardest part about being a mom? Uh, just that. The hardest part is trying to find time for yourself and not um, becoming. Um, not becoming, um, what is that word I'm looking for? Just overwhelmed with your, your children and their lives. Like I was telling you earlier about my son's basketball, (laughs) you just become a part of who they are and and you lose track of who you are. And that's why I'm picking up the pen again and starting to write again has been, um, Helpful me for helpful for me as well is self care because <laughs> I'm finding myself again through writing. Mm-hmm. But the hardest part of of being a mom is is keeping track of who you are and not losing sight of your own dreams. Yeah, because it's so easy to put your kids first. Yes, it is. It is. We do. Do you have anywhere that you want to travel? Yes, I would love to travel to Hawaii, and that is my designation location for my, God willing, 50th birthday, three more years. I have to get on a cruise to Hawaii, (laughs) and um, that's always been my dream, Hawaii. I don't know why I have, well, I do know why. It's just the air, that flight. Yeah, the flight is just keeping me from my dream, but I have to um, put that behind me, and I, I'm gonna do it. Five O Hawaii bound. Okay, all right. Check <laughs> for the vacation pictures. <laughs> yes, tons of you, pictures. Um, you heard the term. I may relocate. I'm sorry. <laughs> I said I may relocate. <laughs> have you heard the term "hot girl summer"? No, I haven't. <laughs> so um it's a female rapper named Megan the Stallion. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a little vulgar, I will admit. Okay. Uh, but she has um this summer claimed it as hot girl summer. Ooh. So that basically means like I guess like if you mix two generations, then uh. you can say it's like Maxine Waters, you know, like reclaiming your time. So, okay. Girls like going out, having fun, doing what they want to do, forgetting right. men. And, yeah, like girls trip. Yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> I can get down with that. <laughs> Is there a message that you would tell to like younger writers or older writers or anybody who's just like interested in like writing in general? Yes, I would say um, to be true to who you are and to be yourself right for you, right for your inner, your right for your inner self. You know, don't try to fit into some kind of mold or what the world is expecting, but write a story that you enjoy. And maybe others might enjoy it as well. And if not, it was something that you got out um, in the form of expression. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did did you have a mentor when you were like starting to get back into writing or were you just like, I guess, I guess you mentioned your editor earlier, but was there anybody else who was like, kind of like guiding you along the way? Um, during the period that I was reading, I, I mean, that I was writing, no. Um, during that period, it was really just an escape for me. Um, it wasn't about writing um, a novel for anyone to read. It was more just about creating a place where I could get away from um, the reality that was happening happening around me and my mother's um, health declining and she would soon pass. And I, I think I finished, I stopped writing um, when she passed. Mm -hmm. um, I completed it and, and finished. But um, I, didn't, I didn't have anyone leading me, guiding me um, during that time. But afterward, when I decided, hey, you need to do something with this. Because my mom, before she passed, um, I would, she would be sitting in her recliner and I'm sitting in my recliner. <laughs> and she's watching Will of Fortune, not Will of Fortune, um, <laughs> one of her, Price is Right, one of them shows yeah. <laughs> in the morning. And I have my laptop and I'm writing. She's like, what are you doing always in that computer? And I said, I'm, I'm trying to write a story. And she said, you should do it. You and your brother can do whatever you put your mind to. And I know that you can do it. So I'm like, okay. So I thought about that after she passed. And I said, you know, she's right. And I said, I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. I'm going to um, give this book to the world. <laughs> and that's what I did. Okay. How did you um, go about getting it published? I um, created my own publishing company along with my best friend from high school, um, Monifa Real, who was also a big part in, um, in putting the whole book together after um, I wrote it um, and helping me with editing and graphics and marketing ideas and we just we just decided to start um, a publishing company that would um, publish faith-based books minority faith faith-based books mm -hmm. and um, just create the content that we want that we wanted to see that um, is crazy that you say that because <laughs> on the la I said that's crazy that you say that because on the last podcast that I recorded I I said those exact words really that you want to see yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah well I I guess it's a good idea then all great minds think alike right mm -hmm. well I guess mm -hmm. we can um wrap this up it's been about forty seven minutes so I said that was quick 
<laughs> I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad it wasn't long. <laughs> um, so if you have any questions that you want to ask me or anything you want to know about me, this is your time. And I am an open book for most of us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see. Let's switch the tables around here. Okay, so you mentioned in the beginning that um, you attended, you were drugged to church as well. Yes. <laughs> so are you, are you attending a church now or, or are you, are you still? Currently, I'm still kind of in that space of like trying to figure out who I am without someone telling me what I should believe and like right. who I should be. So I guess I'm trying to find like a stable place and like these right who I am before I dive into other things. But I, I do like, I have gone through like, you know, like agnosticism and everything. It's just like, I know there's a God out there, but I'm not sure. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Agnosticism is like, I don't know if God exists or not. Yeah. But I think that like a lot of ways, like God tells me that he exists, like that clock ringing. Like, I don't know. I, I look at yeah. it a lot. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I think that eventually like I'll get back into it, but I'm just, I'm just kind of like figuring things out right now. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's where I was. You're, you're 25. And I think that I was on that same path. Mm -hmm. um, just, you know, trying to figure things out and um, mostly being led, but like you said, God lets us know and things, people, um, that he is real. Yeah. It's a relationship and everyone has their, their own path. Do <laughs> you have any other questions that you'd like to ask me? Um, I did have, have a question and I can't remember what it was when you were talking. Oh, do you have any kids? No, <laughs> not yet, but no? I, do, I do want to have some. <laughs> like eventually. And you're right. And what, and when you asked me about the color purple, I was like, what is your favorite book? My favorite book. Oh man. I haven't like, um, so I was talking to Phoenix about this. Like, I feel like I haven't read a book in like early <laughs> years. Yeah. Um, I told her that like my, I told her about my favorite book series, which is um, a series of unfortunate events. But I uh -huh. did read, um, I don't think this is my favorite book, but this is like one of the books that has touched me. Like, I guess in the past, like, two years or so, I read um, Gabrielle Union's, um, her like, what do you call it? Autobiography in a sense, memoir, right. memoir, her memoir. And I really resonated with that. So I would say that like, that's like, of the recent books that I've read, that's probably one of my favorites. Right. And I'm reading Becoming right now by Michelle Obama and right. Jesus, I've been trying to finish that book. Forever, <laughs> right? I started on yeah. January first, and it is July now. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I think I picked that up too and put it down a few times. Big book. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. <laughs> it's great. It's great. But um, you know, when you have life, yeah. yeah. Right, but it it is a good book that you can put down and pick back up again. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. What made you start your podcast? Um, so when I was, I tell the story a lot, but like when I was working in, um, DC, 
and I was living in Maryland, like sometimes like between traffic, I would just like go to a bar and I would like sit down and then I would have a conversation with the person sitting next to me. And nice. yeah, and it was just like a random like conversation. And I was like, I really enjoy doing this. And nice. You're um, good at it. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you make people feel comfortable to speak with you. And that's that's a gift. I appreciate that. Um, so yeah, that's basically how it started. And like, I wanted to start a podcast a while ago, but I just didn't have like a co-host and I felt like I needed one. And then like, I just, this idea just like came to me basically, like when I was like driving home from the gym one day and it was like, nice to meet you. It's like, I think that the first title was getting to know you. And then I changed it to nice to meet you. Cause I wanted to, I like nice to meet Thank you. <laughs> Incorporate like strangers into that also. So yeah, that's basically how I started. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. I think that's about all the questions I have for you tonight. Okay. <laughs> um, do you have any social media that you'd like to plug here? I would like to plug my website um, at www authorjcmiller.com and if people would go there and subscribe uh, you can find out all of my up and coming book signing um, events um, that will be taking place this fall starting September throughout November and hopefully some other uh, events thrown in there um, prior to September so, and my handle for um, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram is author JC Miller. Okay. And I would hope that you would like me and um, <laughs> me out. <laughs> um, do you have any projects that you're currently working on that you want to tell the people about? Well, um, Getting this book out there is a project on its own, <laughs> but I, I am trying in between um, uh, marketing myself and branding myself. I am trying to write again, and um, my next book uh, to this series will be called uh, I Am Gomer, who is also a biblical character that I am bringing back to life. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's up and coming. Okay. Well, good luck with that. And thank I want to just thank you um, for your time here. Um, thank you. <laughs> mm -hmm. And um, yeah, just thank you for being a part of the podcast. Um, if you guys would like to subscribe to the podcast, you can do that at NTMY Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. If you would like to subscribe to the podcast, you can do that on iTunes. SoundCloud, and Spotify. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, suggestions, or just something that you want to share, you can send those emails to ntmypodcast at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I will see you next week.